Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is July 1st. Damn, July 1st. Jimmy, you know what that means, don't you? What does that mean, Sean Ross Sapp? It means we've hit episode 176. I have always wondered what it would be like to get to episode 176. 176. Actually, actually, it's Fightful's fourth birthday. Really? Yeah. First week of July 2016, we launched it. If you remember... um. We were, UFC 200. We were, yeah, we were going to target an August launch, and I was like, you know what? We really should probably do the first week of July because Brock Lesnar's fighting. They're they're doing a WWE draft. They're doing all this stuff. So we launched about a month early with with a soft launch. And was it, it July first, twenty sixteen? July first or second? Yeah, one really? of those two. Yeah, man. I've tolerated you for four years, Sean. I know. I can't believe it, right? <laughs> well, first I want to say a happy Canada Day to all my fellow Canucks out there. This is one of the most melodramatic Canada Days I've ever had because, like, no one's going anywhere. Yeah. You know, Canadians are being good. We're listening. We're staying home. Get, so, get, uh, I'm going to get my maple syrup in the shot up there. There you go. There you I just go. adjusted that. Yeah. Canada Day festivities. And, Sean, I just want to say, after four years, you are a sweet Sweet, sweet, sweet guy, Sean Rossap. I am. So are you, Jimmy. I consider you Thank a very you. sweet guy. You're a sweet um, guy. And when are you going to interview the great Kali? Whenever it gets set up for me. You know he's um, got a cameo. Does he have a cameo? And it's exactly what you would expect. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. How much How much does it cost? 50 bucks. <clears throat> That's it? Yes, and uh, if if you guys want to look him up on Cameo, he's got some of them there that he did. Everything that you would expect it to be, that's what it is. So I was told a funny story, and I don't know how true it was, but um, I had actually asked somebody about this because a friend and I had noticed it in the Royal Rumble. It was the one where they were trying to establish him as a big monster heel and all that stuff, and they've edited it out, but Shawn Michaels was down on the ground going, look at the camera! Look oh, at he? the camera! But I had, we, we had heard, overheard this, and I had it confirmed by somebody in the, the Royal Rumble that he would throw people out, and he would throw them out so hard it would impress him. 
and his English ain't all there. Yep. So every time he would throw somebody out, he would exclaim something. Usually, fuck! Or, <laughs> wow! <laughs> in amazement at how far you mean he You was... mean he impressed himself? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, the one thing people. that made him different, the one thing that made him different than, say, Andre the Giant or uh, Giant Gonzalez is that he trained. Yeah. So he I was mean, he was a jacked, what was he, 7'2"? He was jacked, yeah. man. Yes, yeah. So that made him very dangerous because, especially if you yeah. don't know your own strength. I mean, there was a guy you know? that died training with him once. Yes, I remember, yeah, I remember hearing that. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't seem like it was his fault, but... Reminder, yeah. guys, donate a super chat. Any question or statement, get your uh, or any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. But uh, by the way, I have fightfulselect.com. If you subscribe right now, you can get your questions in in the next couple hours. They will end up on our QA show. But I got lots of news over there. It's the beginning of the month, so we lose some subscriptions. So maybe yours lapsed. Get over there, resubscribe, because I, I had a Kyrie Sane scoop over there today, an update on her status. And uh, I dare I say we've had the most complete Tessa Blanchard coverage of anybody. But let's get to a couple super chats. Tim Traver says, want to say thank you uh, to Fightful. My dad got his Fightful hat for Father's Day. I'll post a picture of it. Uh, I hope he doesn't take it to his job because it'll get messed up. Thank you, Tim. Hope uh, your week has been going better than last week. Anakin says, pressing questions Fightful Faithful have for Jimmy. What are Jimmy's thoughts on oranges? Unfrosted pop tarts and dipping pizza in ranch. Do you like oranges, Jimmy? Yeah, I mean, I I don't dislike oranges. I'm not a massive fan, but I like them. They're okay. Have you ever dipped your pizza in ranch? Yes, I have the crust. Oh, okay, the crust. I get it. Not the pizza, the crust, and specifically uh, Pizza Hut stuffed crust is very good if okay. you dip it in ranch. Well, that's gross. Uh, do you like unfrosted pop tarts? I don't really eat pop tarts. I'll tell you, ever since uh, ever since I had children, we're very big on not eating too much processed stuff. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, I think you were in on a conversation one time with Melissa, the current Fightful champion, where we talked about how – because she agreed with me. I don't eat margarine. I don't eat sweetener. I don't eat anything processed. I eat the real stuff, so like butter and sugar mm-hmm. and whatever. Just much better for you. So uh, we don't have Pop-Tarts in the house. Pass it to DJ says – Co-worker at my store tested positive for COVID yesterday. They shut us down for today to clean, reopening tomorrow. Has anybody that you have interacted with specifically uh, specifically tested positive, Jimmy? Oh, I got a story. Oh, boy. And as a matter of fact, this is going to be story day today because I got like four stories today. You do all love stories. Re- yeah, well, they're all related to different topics we're going to talk about. But I'll tell you a quick story related to that. So in Toronto, and I don't know if it's like this now, but a couple of months ago, the lineups outside the bank, sometimes you're waiting two hours, right, to get to yeah. the bank. We do a lot of checks at my company. And uh, I think you know my office manager, Nicola. Yeah. She would she would go to the office, pick up the checks, go to the bank, stand in line for two hours to get the checks deposited. And I was on the rep constantly. You can get one of these machines where you can uh, you can scan the checks kind of digitally. And I was on the rep, get me the damn machine. My yeah. girl is lining up for two hours. Finally, mm-hmm. sure enough, she got COVID. I tore a strip off of that that bank rep, and I basically said she got COVID because of you. You Nicola are the reason. Did? Yes. Oh man, she's I okay gotta... now. She's okay yeah. now. But I, I tore a strip off him. I said, she is the reason that you got COVID because you sat on your ass. I told you for weeks to get me this machine. You didn't do it. You are the reason that she got COVID. God, man. And then I hate sure that. enough, what happened, Sean? What happened? Within like two days, we got the machine after that. 
Man, Nicola, he was just a lazy piece of shit, is what he was. Nicola is wonderful too. I mean, she she makes everything so easy for us when we when we come to Toronto, and she's been on the list in your boy before. Yeah, she thought that Conor McGregor threw the fight with Mayweather oh, because man. she's Irish. Man, yeah. she she didn't seem too fond of him last time we talked, but Conor McGregor, yeah, really, yeah. I, maybe maybe I'm misremembering, but yeah. Uh, Patel Ron six says, make sure to give all these answers to Denise. Yeah. Denise has been causing controversy on the Monday show with her food takes. Like, really? Yeah. I have no idea about any of that. Christopher Bordine said, Jimmy, what did you think of the NHL draft lottery? Did my red wings get as screwed as bad as we all think we did? It's embarrassing. Uh, in case you don't follow hockey, they're going to be doing, and, and I almost wonder if it was, if it was set up to be honest, because if you don't follow hockey, they're going to be doing a five game play in round, uh, and it's considered part of the playoffs. And the way the draft lottery worked is the number one overall pick, Sean, the number one overall pick Mm -hmm. is going to go to one of the teams that loses the, one of the play in series, one of the five game play in series, meaning that essentially a playoff team is going to get the number one overall pick as opposed to one of the worst teams. Awful. It was that awful. is awful. That is yeah. awful. It's supposed to be for competitive balance. Yes, and and the number one pick this year, he's a potentially a generational talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, my Edmonton Oilers are in the uh, the play in, and there's people talking about, oh, the Oilers should throw it. They should throw it and get a chance at this kid. Put him next to Connor McGregor. But uh, Connor or, McGregor, Connor McDavid, Connor McDavid. Damn. And, <laughs> but well, we were just talking about McGregor a minute ago. But uh, uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I understand it, they were in a difficult spot. The season didn't finish. They didn't really have the real rankings. But to include any team that was going to be in a playoff position, it's awful, awful handling. Matt Reichel says thoughts on arenas having WWE shows booked in the fall. I mean, they already had them booked in the fall. They just haven't removed them, so there's not really a ton to that. Uh, Patel Ron Six says the best GIF of SRS is his face after Ollie's chest waxing. That was horrible to sit through. It was on Quizzlemania, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, but I want to wish Denise luck today as she's going to appear on Quizzlemania. So uh, best of luck. I Somebody asks if I have any tips for her. No. No, I don't. Because uh, even though Denise is on our team, I am the quiz lord. I I'm not giving away any tips, but we got. So you're not going to tell her. You're not going to tell her to flirt with one of the other people's dads or something like that. No, no, especially considering how that all worked out for me in the coming yeah. weeks. Isn't that funny? Uh, yeah. Didn't age well. Is no longer on the internet. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Well, I was away last week, and uh, I saw Sean Ross Sapp referred to me as Fancy Pants a couple times. Yeah, was that was that my cottage? What a week I chose, Sean. Yeah, you did. I missed. I missed the speaking out movement. I missed the COVID spike in WWE. Uh-huh. Uh, the Undertaker's supposed retirement, and we had to record our own version of Fozzie's song Judas. We because yeah, we we surpassed 750 subscribers on Select, yeah. and that was the tier. Yeah. So oh, there there will I, be some tears associated with this cover of <laughs> Judas. That's for damn sure. I've heard the audio, and uh, I actually gave Nigel some prep on the video yesterday. I told him what to do with the video, but uh, I heard the audio, and uh, ah, it's going to be entertaining when it's done, Sean. Well, I showed Jeremy what you said, and he said, "Do I have to fight Jimmy now?" And I said, <laughs> "I think you do. I think you do. He's he's a karaoke star. He's a oh, karaoke he? star. Yeah." I mean, keep doing what you're doing. It's cool. Not hurting anybody. Anakin JMT says he likes calling me Dunk Lord more. Do you know where that came from? Nope. Me dunking on Mark Madden repeatedly. 
repeatedly. Yes, I, 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 I happened to catch some of that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, boy. He's, just, to... he's just lobbing him up. He just loves people just dunking on him. I, I have not dealt with anybody so unplugged as him. I had six wrestlers in WWE and AEW reach out to me laughing about that and really? saying that he that, that's him, that's just him. What I mean, I, I will say that I respect the fact that he's managed to maintain a Pittsburgh sports person <laughs> for 30 years. Uh, but, uh, ah, I mean, I... I remember him from WCW commentary. I never really cared for him. Didn't really think he had much talent, but uh, he's he he's stuck on the scene for a long he, time. Yeah, I mean, technically, he's stuck on the scene. Uh, Frisco Flames says, thoughts on Bobby Bonilla Day. Bobby Bonilla was savvy. He was a trendsetter. Still getting paid that million dollars a year to just How sit long? on Oh, gosh. I, let me let me see. Did he backload it on purpose, like for his own well-being kind of thing? It was a deferment. And, um, yeah, let's see. Every year uh, from uh, 2016, I don't know if it's 2016, but until 2035, he's getting a million dollars a year. Good for him. And he did that on purpose? Well, he accepted the deferment on purpose. It, the contract was set up, then they, they offered a deferment, and uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Yep. Good. Because that, that he could take care of himself and his family for years to come. That's good. Uh, I want to start by talking about the speaking out movement a bit. Now, the first thing I want to say is I think that you and Warren Hayes on one of the post-Raw shows and Denise, I think you've said that all, all that needs to be said. I, I you know, more or less agreed with everything that you guys had to say about it, so I'm not going to really go too much into it. But somebody in the live chat last week made a comment about uh, I'd like to know what Jimmy thinks as far as being an employer. or you know, What would you do if you're an employer? And that's going to take me to my first story of the week, Sean Rossap. Because I have dealt with this before. Okay. Uh, and I don't know how much of this I should say, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because I don't care. I kind of I just do what I want. So I had somebody in my company uh, that was accused not so much of sexual harassment uh, or sexual assault. They were accused basically of stalking. Mm. Uh, they were accused of, of – uh, uh, there's a couple of girls in the office, and, and uh, he was accused of basically uh, Skyping them all day long, like literally every few minutes all day long. I believe I remember fo- this. Following them to the subway, things like that. Yeah. The first problem, and this is kind of uh, – helps me answer that question about what would I do. It took a while for this to get to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this is one of the issues is oftentimes things will happen and the victim will not bring it to the property authority person for some time. In this case, these two victims did not come to me for a long time. They went to their direct reports and their direct reports chose to deal with it on their own until it escalated and it continued. That's when they brought it to me. Uh, and the next thing I want to say is I despise the concept of cancel culture. I hate the idea of as soon as you were accused, you were immediately guilty and your life is immediately over. I hate it. Uh, I believe that there should always be an investigation and there should always be proof. Uh, and then you make a decision based on that. And the best example that comes to mind is Chris Hardwick. And I know you know who Chris Hardwick yeah. is. And there's a lot of examples. Chris Hardwick is a perfect example. He's the host of The Talking Dead. His ex-girlfriend accused him of sexual assault. Uh, and AMC suspended his show immediately. Immediately they suspended his show. And I completely disagreed with it. And eventually there was an investigation and it came out that uh, what he was accused of, he did not do. He had proof to uh, to, you know, uh, cross out her allegation. Turned out she wanted to get back with him. She had a bone to pick. And so AMC reinstated the show. 
that's how things should be. And so when this happened in my situation, I wanted to see the proof. I wanted to see all of the messages first. I wasn't just going to immediately fire this person. I needed to, yeah. to do a proper investigation. Uh, and then as it turned out, uh, these two victims, they kind of they didn't want him to lose his job. They wanted to kind of see if things would ride out. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was given a warning. Unfortunately, it continued and I had to let him go. But, uh, but yeah, but that's what happened. But the other thing that I do want to say is this is not a pro wrestling issue. This yeah. is a society issue. Uh, and I'm going to tell you another story. That's why I said this is going to be story week, Sean. I'm going <laughs> to tell you another story. My, my core business is online uh, advertising, and my business has historically been a very young male-centric type of business. And every year there's a big conference in Vegas. Everybody goes. The alcohol is flowing. The drugs are flowing. There's a lot of promiscuity, all of that. In my younger days, there were a pair of brothers, and obviously I'm not going to say who they were, but there were a pair of brothers that had a reputation. And I'm not going to say if they you know, did anything or didn't do anything because it was a reputation. Yes. The reputation they had was that they would roofie girls uh, and they would videotape themselves double teaming her, like, like uh, having Jesus. a threesome with her. Yeah, there was the, that was their reputation and they were notorious for it. And there was one day that my boss from my previous company was walking into his hotel and he looks over into the lobby and those two brothers are sitting on the couch with one of the girls that worked for my company or, or at the oh, time worked for boy. his company. And she was completely out of it, uh, and he was familiar with their reputation, and he immediately went over, and he grabbed her, and he pulled her out of there, and he put her up and put her in her room. And, uh, and the next day, she had almost no recollection of, uh, of what had happened. This stuff is not just about wrestling, and obviously, wrestling, it can be easy because if you're talking about a, a promotion that's predominantly males, and women are trying to break in, and sometimes to break in, they'll do things they regret to get to get an opportunity. But it's not uh, it's not wrestling centric. This is a society problem. And to me, it's not too dissimilar from the whole police brutality against black people thing in that it's always happened. Yeah. But we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have cameras as, as easily available as we do now. We didn't have social media. We didn't have the platforms in order to kind of bring this stuff to light. And now we do. And uh, and so, you know, there's going to be changes in wrestling. We've already seen it. And uh, that's my opinion on it, man. Yeah, we've, we've been very fortunate to be to, to where I haven't had to address much like that with the Fightful staff. We hired a person maybe about a year and a half ago and immediately like it, it wasn't even sexual related. They were just immediately after being hired, they went and they spouted off some dumb stuff and they talked trash about some people, some freelancers on our site we immediately let him go like one day later i think it was and <clears throat> haven't had to deal with much of that fortunately but uh, i hate that i hate that that happens i hate that people <clears throat> have felt unsafe for so long and hopefully that all changes uh there's not a lot more i can really add to that except for <clears throat> i hope that changes uh throwback 27 says rough afternoon here Listening to you guys off and on makes the day better. Is it possible for Keith Lee to hold both titles after he wins both titles? Mark Henry says he's ushering in the next generation of big men. By the way, guys, check out Throwback Show, youtube.com slash throwback27. Uh, he is <clears throat> running his own solo show on Tuesdays and working to improve. And as generous as he is to us, uh, be generous to him. Uh, shout or Give him some constructive criticism. Let him know what you like and don't like. What what are your thoughts on Keith Lee and him potentially winning both titles and maybe defending them both? I think Keith Lee is an amazing ambassador for the sport. 
Uh, I think that, you know, we've talked about this before. There are a lot of guys that are good in the ring and, and it takes that something extra to kind of get you past the average level, so to speak. Keith Lee, not only is he a big man, not only does he have size, no longer, or not only is he athletic, but he's got a presence too. He's uh, he's a good speaker. He's good in front of the camera. And so I think he's a great ambassador. I think him winning both titles would be fantastic. And he's somebody that I, I uh, can see doing well on the main roster. I think about Brock Lesnar's reaction to him at the Survivor Series. And I think a match with Brock Lesnar and Keith Lee would be fantastic on the main roster. And so uh, I think a lot of Keith Lee. I think a lot of him. I think he was a good pickup by the company. And, uh, and I saw him in that movie, too. Did you see that movie? Uh, on Netflix about the kid that puts on oh, the mask yeah, and he yeah, gives yeah. him superpowers. I didn't watch it, but yeah. I so know well, I've mean. got two. I got two kids. Yeah. So and Keith Lee had a prominent role in that, and uh, I, I just think he's 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 a good ambassador for the sport, in my opinion. Throwback twenty seven says, Jimmy, what do you think about Sean having to wear a Red Sox jersey since select past eight hundred? I don't think Jimmy is is hip to that, but we're only at seven ninety one right now because of. Credit card expiration, so I don't have to. Well, okay. So when I had to do that first song, it's because we had to hit, I think it was 100. One guy bought like the last five to get us to 100. We immediately went back underneath, but I stuck to my word. We had 100 and I did it. Okay, fair, fair. Ian Berkeley says, Sean, if you did a Bluetooth plug on Quizzlemania, I think Blampede would kill himself. Well, I don't like to make light of anybody killing themselves, and I like Adam Blampede, but I do not plug that on other people's shows. Uh, they sponsor us. They don't sponsor me on other shows. Uh, Charlie Wolf says, Sean was throwing down 360-degree tomahawks on Mark Madden. It's pretty easy when the person is willfully ignorant. Roger Acevedo says, Is it wrong of me to not believe that Undertaker is really retired? I don't think that's that's... That, that that's wrong of him. I think nope. The Undertaker should do something cinematic at Survivor Series, too. The 30-year anniversary. Why wouldn't you put a bow on that? Yeah, and you know what? I was going to talk about uh, Taker later, but we can do it now. Yeah. Uh, I am very reluctant to talk about his retirement because I'm not sure that he even knows yes. if he's retired. It's one thing for him in a documentary that he taped you know, a little while ago to say he has no desire to get in the ring again. It's another thing for something to come up. And he himself even said, well, if Vince is ever in a pinch, if he calls me, you know? Exactly. So I, I'm reluctant to say that he's done. I will say this. Um, one of the all-time greats, uh, arguably the greatest character performer of all time, and one of the guys that you never hear anything negative about. Everybody seems to love and universally respect The Undertaker. I don't think I've ever heard anything negative. He's never been a part of any kind of scandal or anything. Uh, and, and you want to talk about tough. I was, I was looking him up this morning and I knew most of this already, but so he wrestles McFoley in hell in a cell with a broken foot. Yes. Elimination chamber, 2010. He suffers third degree burns due to a pyro accident. Still goes to the ring, stands in his pod with third degree burns and works the match. Uh, Ray Mysterio, I think it was May in 2010, suffers a, a concussion, broken orbital bone, broken nose, resets his own nose mid match. Oh, and finishes the match. He was a tough some bitch, the Undertaker. Yeah. Uh, and and how can you not respect the guy? So I have a I have just a ton of respect for him. And I'm going to tell you a little a little story again because I'm oh all boy. about stories this week. You do love stories. I, I met Brian Lee one time. Oh boy. Yeah. So I'd love I, to uh, interview him. Would love to interview him. I was at an independent show, and uh, Brian Lee was on the card, and I was very close friends with the guy that he was going to work 
And the guy that he was going to work was nervous because he's like, I'm taking on a guy that's got so many years of experience. This was after the, you know, second Undertaker run and everything. And so my friend was very nervous. Brian Lee comes in the locker room, a towering human being, Sean, comes into the locker room and proceeds to go around the whole locker room shaking hands with everybody. It didn't matter if you were somebody's girlfriend. It didn't matter if you were like somebody's, you know, mother, uncle, cousin. It yeah. didn't matter who you were. He went around the locker room and shook everybody's hand and introduced himself to everybody. And I was told that he learned that from Mark Calloway. Great. Mark Calloway, yeah, Mark Calloway was the one that taught him that you respect everybody in the locker room and you don't act like you're any bigger than anybody else. And that's exactly what he did. And I've always remembered that because he was the star of the show in a locker room of independent Canadian guys. Uh, and when they did that match on, he told the guy, he said, just walk and talk. I, I guess you could say he never stopped emulating the undertaker, huh? There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, he, he said, he said, just walk and talk and they had a good match. And that's yeah. what happened. D'Lo Diggs says, I hope they do a Taker versus Sting cinematic match. To me, that, that'd be my, that'd be mine. That's what I would do. Survivor yes. Series, a cinematic match between those two makes yes. all the sense in the world, Jimmy. It makes yeah. all the sense in the world. I bet Sting would love to do it. I bet he would love to do it. And I can say that because, you know, I talk to Sting all the time. All the time. All the, all time. the time. NWO Sting. I talked to get him to do it. Even I wouldn't mind if they had Jeff Farmer <laughs> pop up. You know that's the most starstruck I've ever been for an interview is NWO Sting. Legitimately, Are you kidding. So here was really? my thing. I was walking out of WrestleCade with my wife and with Jeremy Lambert, our lead wrestling writer. Follow him, Jeremy Lambert eighty eight on Twitter. And I had been telling them, God, I want to do this interview. But here's my thing. Part of me was like, Does he? Would he even want to do an interview? Because you know, I'm going to ask him a lot of questions about playing a rip-off character of another guy. I'm like, does he want to do that? Man, he could not have been nicer. And not only that, but Scott Norton's sitting right next to him. And Scott Norton couldn't have been any nicer. And they both did, like, run-ins on each other's interviews. And I loved it. And I got it. I want to interview both of them at length over this stuff. But both of them were complete gentlemen. They were awesome. They were there late doing a bunch of signings. Like, a lot of people thought that... <laughs> Thought that people were coming up to him and he was just ignoring them, signing them. No, he was signing his stack of eight by tens. And I was like, "Listen, man, you can do that. I just want to interview you." I was actually a little bit starstruck. Really? <laughs> For that? I told yeah. you my Sherry Martell story about that, right? Yeah, you did. Uh, we actually have that interview, uh, that, that that interview audio. I think oh, yeah. it is. Um, we've got several interview audios that we might put on select uh, that Jimmy did back in the day. Yeah, Sherry Martell, I made the mistake. I was in her hotel room hanging out, and I made the mistake of saying, I can't believe I'm hanging out in Sherry Martell's hotel room. And the second I said it, I immediately regretted it. <laughs> and and without even skipping a beat, she said, you and I work for the same promoter. We are colleagues. Yeah. And I never forgot that. And from that moment on, I have never been starstruck. It doesn't matter who I've yep. met. I've never been starstruck ever since Sherry Martell said that to me. Yeah, that, so that was really the only it. instance I can remember, honestly, is is that – Liam Moore says, Jimmy can't find the Naked Collection drinks anywhere in the UK. Is it solely Ireland for now? Thank you for my bumper sticker. I got through the post. So I apologize. I uh, I misspoke. I thought that the retail launch was whatever day I said, June 12th. Mm -hmm. Turned out it was the online launch. It was okay. June 12th. So if you go to the NakedCollective.com, you can order them online. And uh, the retail launch is going to be starting in Ireland, I think, next week. Nice. It's going to be in retail in Ireland, and then I think two weeks later in the UK, I believe. 
James Gassman says, finally get to catch you guys live. I always watch later. Keep up the great work. And yes, here in Florida, we are full of idiots that fill the stupid people segment. That you are, my friend, but glad you're watching live. And if more of you are watching live, donate a super chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Our dude Martin McGreskin says, I bought the last five subscriptions and kept them for three months. That's right. And even bought a t-shirt as a thank you for being a good sport. And I'm still with Fightful Select. Thank you very much. I've been talking to him a bit lately because uh, he did some promoting in the UK. And obviously some some stuff has went down in the UK with a lot of their wrestlers. But Yes, yes. And, and there was actually a conference call this week, I should mention, uh, an NXT UK conference call. And there was speculation going in that they might announce the closure of NXT UK. I, I just uh, want to say I had never heard that from anybody around. And there. I yeah, and I want to say, too, that I did not for I did not for one second believe that. And I would have been shocked if they had closed. And the reason I would have been shocked if they had closed is that goes against their entire vision. Their entire, their entire vision is for this to become a global concept and for them to open performance centers in key markets around the world. And how are you going to stick to that vision if you close the first one inside the U.S.? Yes. So I, I had zero uh, inkling or, or zero belief that that was going to happen. It turned out that they uh, they announced that they've uh, released two referees, Joel Allen and Chris Roberts. They've suspended Joe Coffey all because of uh, you know speaking out because of allegations. And they had previously released Ligero and Travis Banks. So they're obviously having to do a lot of cleanup. Um, but that's basically what the uh, press conference was about or the conference call. Yeah, and it's not confirmed or anything like that. I'm just telling you guys the conjecture that, that I'm hearing from wrestlers, at, at least stateside. They believe that tapings will happen pretty soon. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen. I haven't had that confirmed. I've reached out on it, but I that that's just what people seem to think. Uh, whether it will or not, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Wild Boy says, if it was AEW losing the ratings war every week, how would that affect them, and what changes would you see happen? I don't think they would do a lot of reactionary stuff based on that, Jimmy. Uh, so for me, the first question would be who's winning 18 to 49? Because, no. again, if, if, if you look at the television ratings on, in any given week, they don't rank by viewership. And that's why uh, if you take last week for an example, NXT won the viewership. AEW still ranked higher because they were still ahead in the 18 to 49 demo. I think so long as they can hit a good mark in the 18 to 49 demo, they're not going to do nothing. I think uh, TNT will still be happy with that. Yeah. It's, it's the long game, especially with – with uh, with that, because you want that younger audience. And I can tell you, be, I, I've been in attendance at all but one AEW pay-per-views as, as covering media. The demographic is significantly younger. And uh, Well, I, okay, I should say significantly different. Because I can't say significantly younger because there are no children there. I don't see little kids running around. There are a lot of little kids running around at WWE. But there's also, there's also a- crossover, too. Like a lot of the people watching Dynamite flip over to NXT. Sure. And NXT always wins in the 50-plus demo, but they've been doing a little better in 1849, I think, because of that crossover. And there, there are also a lot of older people at WWE, like a lot of grandparents taking their grandchildren there. There's there's a lot of a lot of difference there. Kurosami Remembering 19... the good old days, Sean. Yeah. Kurosami1997 says, Thoughts on Becky wanting to put over at Shane at WrestleMania, but was shot down and even wanted to put her over after finding out she was pregnant or having a tournament. Or did you prefer having or, or Oscar having the title? 
I'm working on a story about Shayna Baszler. There were a lot of plans that were supposed to happen for Shayna Baszler and didn't. And I'm hoping that I have a bow put on that by next week. But uh, things change significantly with the lack of crowds for Shayna Baszler. And I hate that because she's not on the show at all right now, Jimmy. Yep. All I'm going to say is uh, given Vince McMahon's history of what he tends to like in a female performer, I am not shocked that he is not giving Shayna Baszler an opportunity. Yeah. That's my opinion, and it's shitty, but uh, that's that's just how it is. Yeah, and uh, I think Shayna is fantastic. I think she's an awesome performer, and I think she will do very, very well. Absolutely. Yep, I agree. Uh, what do you think of uh, John Brody's comments about COVID? Who the hell is that? So John Brody is the uh, executive vice president and the global head of sales and partnerships for WWE. And he and Charlotte Flair did a one-hour podcast with Sports Hiatus on June 24th. They did a one-hour podcast talking about the return of live sports action. Yeah. And Brody said something that got him a lot of heat, although I don't blame him because he's the messenger. He basically regurgitated what he was taught by Vince McMahon. But uh, what he said was the health and safety of their workers is first and foremost of paramount importance. Uh, He said that even though they didn't properly test anybody for months – and they were very irresponsible. But that's what he said. He said the health and safety of the workers is of paramount importance. Bullshit. And he said, and he said WWE leadership, Vince McMahon, believes that they have a, quote, social responsibility to put fans first and to help fans get a little break from the pandemic. He said they have the responsibility to take the fans away for a few hours, take them away from the stresses of their lives, given COVID for a few hours. Um, all I'm going to say is this, Sean, and I could get really deep on politics, but all I'm going to say is this. Linda McMahon's super PAC with an $18 million donation to the state of Florida had nothing to do with the fans. That's number one. Um, if Fox told Vince McMahon, you know what? Things aren't going well for us. We're, we're, we're taking a hit. We're going to have to withhold fees for a while. You think Vince is going to keep producing weekly television in the U.S.? Maybe, maybe to fill his international uh, contract. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Tracks. Is he going to care about filling it for Fox if they withhold fees? Probably not. Probably. And so for them to say it's about the fans is utter and complete bullshit. 
It's about appeasing shareholders. It's about the revenue. That's why they did it. It has nothing to do with the fans. And if it was about the performers, they wouldn't have just done temperature checks for three months, which is embarrassing that that's all they did. It's about the revenue and it's about the shareholders. Yes, completely. Uh, and they're, they're supposedly they're getting serious now. I mean, they should have three months ago. But if they were really, but, really serious, one, they wouldn't have Flair there. He could, he yes. could die. He could die. Yes. Uh, Hannah Moore sends a super chat and says, "Putting smiles on faces. That's that's what they pretend to do. That's yep. what they pretend to do. And it's so frustrating. It's yep. so frustrating because we have seen time after time. It took them three months to properly test." Three months to properly test. And they gave us that bullshit that, oh, well, the rapid tests aren't that accurate. And we're listening to Dr. Yo, you weren't listening to anybody. You were doing what you wanted to do and trying yeah. to ignore everything until shit got out of hand. That's what you were trying to do. Yeah, and, and you know something? There were there were people, because I, I know you've talked about this. There were people on Twitter that were criticizing me saying, oh, you're anti-WWE. Because I've been very critical about WWE's handling of, of covid uh, because you're talking about a billion dollar entity, they're 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 generating about a half a billion a year in television revenue in the U.S. alone, and this is how you treated your talent. So yeah, I've been very critical of WWE, and people called me anti WWE. They had two dozen positive tests because all they were doing was temperature checks. Like you said, they have a 71 year old man who's had a history of health issues at the show, at every taping. They've been incredibly irresponsible. And if you want to call me anti WWE because of that, that's fine. You can call me that. They've been very irresponsible, and they should be embarrassed. And I don't know how much of this is on Triple H, uh, but I've been telling you Triple H has not impressed me over over the last probably six months. Yes, because he's taken on more and more characteristics of Vince. I don't know what kind of stroke he has. I don't know if if, if he's gone to Vince and said we need to do more than just temperature checks. I don't know, or basically he's just kind of doing what he's told, or or if he's you know just kind of going with the flow. But they they couldn't have handled it worse. They handled it awful. And they're lucky nobody got seriously sick. And I want to say one other thing, and, and this is kudos to you. We knew from the very beginning that that, pos that first positive test was Kayla Braxton. Mm -hmm. We knew it. Sean knew it. Uh, and out of respect for her privacy, we never told you uh, who it was. And uh, now she's come out herself and said she just got it for the second time. So, And I don't know if that's going to do and anything to her. She was more responsible than anybody because she said to WWE – Tell them who I am. Tell them how I think I got it. Update them on my status. And since that first memo, WWE has not informed anybody of who has it, how they got yeah. it. Because, one, they've got too many. But um, Kayla jumped off of Twitter last week after announcing it. Uh, best wishes to her because I, I hate to imagine what she's going through mentally, physically, all that. Uh Frisco Flame and actually D'Lo Diggs both have interesting super chats. Worst COVID take, Austin Aries or Low Key? And then D'Lo Diggs says, any thoughts on Low Key and Austin Aries' thoughts on calling people stupid for wearing a mask in public? Well, let me tell you, we paid David Bixenspan to sarcastically watch a Low Key webinar one time, so that should let you know about what we think of Low Key. <laughs> Austin Aries sent Fightful a DM last week because the thumbnail of an article about him was from the BioX company that he works with, which, by the way, uses the name Austin Aries in the video. And he was like, don't do this. I work with them, yada, yada. They know me as Daniel, not as Austin Aries. And I'm sitting there thinking, it's Austin Aries in the title. And right. he said to us, learn to separate the man behind the character from the character. And I'm like, maybe you could tell your own people that. 
And his social media. His social media is Austin Healy Aries. Because you know a lot a lot of wrestlers now they put their real name in their in their social media. His says Austin Healy Aries. Yeah. So I mean, you know what? The, uh, let, let me let me tackle this. I I wish I had an answer. I have so many American friends. You being one, Sean, and and in my core business, I deal with American uh, clients all day long, and we're so similar. Like like Canadians and Americans are so similar. Like when I talk to you, you know, you and I are are, are similar people. I don't know what it is with people in the U.S. I wish I knew. Uh, Dave Meltzer on one of his news reports, he said that um, he said the basic difference is Canadians are listening to doctors and Americans aren't. That's yeah. what he said because in Canada the cases have really dropped dramatically, coast to coast they've dropped yeah. dramatically, and in the U.S. they've spiked. I don't know what it is. I mean, I I do know this. So there have been some people that said, uh, oh, it's spiked because of protest. That's not true. Uh, I, I read some, uh, some government documents, some health official documents out of Washington, and they said that the average case now is 37. Uh, I guess in Washington, maybe alone, the average case is 37. They said that it's because of a lack of social distancing and because of a lack of wearing masks. That's the reason it's because people are partying. They're going to bars. Uh, we've seen footage from concerts where they're packing them in. I don't know what it is, man. It's it's almost like you said. People just feel like, well, enough time's gone by. I'm bored sitting at home, so it's done. That's that's what it is, man. I don't First, know. Frisco Flame says, "How do NXT and AEW's plus three and seven DVRs compared? Are they equal? I don't get those numbers. I don't. I haven't I don't seen those see numbers them. either. I, no, I would I love to them. see them. I would love to see what they do. I mean, ultimately, they they'd be of interest to us because we could see roughly how many people are watching. But to advertisers, advertisers don't give a shit. They, they I will tell you care. this." I will tell you this. I have heard that WWE programming in general, even though the belief always was live sport is DVR proof, yes. I have heard that uh, WWE in general has proven to not be DVR proof, meaning a lot of people are watching it later. But I don't know the, the numbers. Eloquent says, is there any idea as to when Ember Moon returns? Well, she's been out October, November, December, January, February. Nine months now already. How long already? Nine months. Wow. And Achilles is usually 10 to 13 months out. And with her style, it could be even longer. She has implied that it might be career ending. If yeah. I were to wager a guess, I would say the fall or winter. But that's just me guessing. I don't have any update on that. Um, uh, Anakin JMT says, is WWE doing quick tests or the full ones? They are doing the uh, nasal swab. They are doing a drive-through throat? test. The throat swab? I, th- I think they're doing the, the nasal. They're, really? Yeah, okay. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. they, they pull up in their car, and they, they do the swab. Uh, Korosami1997 says, Difference is wearing masks was politicized. And that's stupid. That's stupid. I, I hate that. It's become like a right-wing, left-wing thing, wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. It's fucking stupid. It's very strange. I, I mean, I can tell you in the province of Ontario, Canada, uh, the premier, so we don't have a governor. We have a premier in Ontario. They uh, left it up to the mayors of each city to determine whether masks should be mandatory. And so far, all the mayors, including in a major city like Toronto, they're making masks mandatory. And no one's really seems to be complaining. I, I wear one when I go out. Uh, my wife wears one when she does grocery shopping. It's really not that big of a deal. No. Uh, but for some reason, a guy like Austin Aries has a big problem with it. And there's so much misinformation. Like for Austin Aries to say, well, I'm not wearing a mask for your health. You're an idiot. 
because you could catch it, give it to somebody you love who's high. You're just an idiot if that's your mentality. But a lot of people have that mentality. That's just what it is right now. I don't, I don't understand. I don't know where it's coming from, but that's what's happening. The dumbass wrestled under a mask at one point. He wrestled <laughs> under a mask, and like these people are complaining. Doctors do surgery for hours with these things on. Come on. And I mean, it's not pleasant if you have to wear it over a long period, but it, it's not it's not yeah. that inconvenient. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that bad. Anakin JMT says, Jimmy, I hope you have good stupid people segments today. I'm sorry. I got awesome ones, buddy. Well, he says I'm good ones. He says he's starting to make fightful gifs and need good reactions from Sean. Oh. Yikes. And Hannah Moore says, yes, it's a nasal swab. They get results after about 12 hours. Some of them came back late or didn't come back at all, which was the frustrating thing. I heard about John Elba. Yeah, he's been waiting for That's, 12 days. They lost it. Hannah, Hannah was waiting. Hannah had to wait five days for hers. Apparently they lost his. How do you lose a test? Unbelievable what's going on. And I want to say one other thing, Sean, and I don't want to get too political, but this kind of shit kind of pisses me off. So I, I want to say one other thing, and I'm going to tell you another story. All right. Okay. So you know that you know that I have a cottage, and uh, if anybody knows Canada, my cottage is on the Saint Lawrence River, which is a, a body of water that runs east to west. It basically runs from Montreal on one side to Toronto on the other, feeds into Lake Ontario. And the last two of the last four years, we've dealt with massive flooding on the Saint Lawrence River. That's caused a lot of damage. Uh, we had damage at my cottage. The shorelines eroded a little bit. A lot of businesses couldn't operate that rely on that revenue because of the flooding and there they have a locks on one end it's basically a dam that you can open and close mm -hmm. and that's how they let water in or out and yeah. so they can determine how deep the river is by letting water in or out so i had a guy over uh when i was at home because i wanted to i'm looking at maybe potentially building almost like a dam on the shoreline but you got to get permission it's a it's a it's a big thing i've talked to the guy and the public response to the reason that they weren't letting more water out and they were flooding the river the public response was well we're doing it for the wildlife we're doing it for the fish right so i talked to the guy about that and i go so i hear that they've let this thing flood because of the fish because the wildlife he smiles and he goes well that's the public uh that's the public explanation the real explanation is they did it for the shipping industry because they have massive ships that, that ship cargo east to west, and they want to load them up with as much freight as they can. And in order to load them up with as much freight as they can, they need deep water. Otherwise, the ship's going to go down and it might hit something. So that's why they're flooding the river and putting a lot of locals out of business is for the shipping business, so effectively for money. When you look at the state of Florida, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm nonpartisan. I'm Canadian. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican in, in leadership. I'm just telling it like it is. When you look at the state of Florida, Governor DeSantis did not open early for the people, and he did not open early for the economy. And that was the public message. That's not why he did it. Yeah. He did it because he wants to run for president in four years. He wants Donald Trump's endorsement. Donald Trump wanted to open early because he wanted to do election rallies in, in front of crowds. Because he believes that that is his strength. He believes that he can win votes if he can do election rallies in front of crowds. So he kind of pressured people to open, and DeSantis opened effectively for his party and effectively for his leader. Yeah. And it didn't help that he got an $18 million donation exactly. from Linda McMahon, which led hours later after that donation to pro wrestling be de to be deemed essential service. So this is the kind of shit that goes on. You know, you and I had that argument one time about, oh, is WWE uh, going after contracted talent? And I told you they always do. They always go after contracted talent, and they still do to this day, but they don't do it directly. 
they go through third parties and they do it, you know, behind closed doors and all that kind of shit. And this is exactly what happened with DeSantis in Florida. And this is why you're now seeing 9,000 new cases a day, Sean. 9,000 new cases a day in the state of Florida. You need a coronavirus podcast, Jimmy. It just pisses me off because (laughs) I I was telling my wife the other day, my five-year-old daughter could have done a better job than Governor DeSantis has done. She could have done a better yeah, job. Yeah, well, I mean, DeSantis was driven by money. That's it. And, and yeah, but use your head, use your skull. You're not going to get reelected by your state if you're an idiot. You Frisco, know what I mean? Frisco Flame says I had to get a test for surgery. It violated my brain. Dante V says Papa Jimmy's story time. Jimmy, have you had the test? You keep going like what? What? They poke. The back of your skull, it feels like. I have they, not had the test. They no. run it all the way back your nose. And so Dana White, Dana White was talking about the throat swab. He said he was tired of the throat swab. I, I don't know. I don't know okay. what he does. I know AEW does blood tests. Drew, okay. Drew Nicholas says social media has been, the, been a showcase of the absolute worst of humankind since the virus gained steam in March. Wrestling and non-wrestling. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I live on the Bible Belt, so I see some real doofuses out here. Some real doofuses. Uh, Shamik Scheider says, Scorpio Sky is now 20 and 9 in AEW. Do you think they are setting him up for a big feud with Cody? Only three people in the company have 20 wins. Why isn't he ranked? I don't know why he's not ranked, but they have thought a lot of Scorpio Sky since the very beginning. He got one of the. He's first... going to get a singles run. Yeah, he will get a singles run. And then that's that's kind of what SCU is about. It's about extending the careers of Daniels and Kazarian and setting up Scorpio Sky as a top level talent. They think a lot of him, Jimmy. Good. I mean, he's a good talent, and uh, I, I I think they probably still kind of look at him as a as a tag team wrestler. But he's going to get a singles run, almost like the old days when you would you know. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and all these top tag guys got a singles run. I think the same thing's going to happen with Scorpio Sky. Charlie Wolf says, I watch every chance I get, but honestly, the majority of my life, I've had to live off reading reports, watching clips. I don't know how common this is or that is, but watching everything isn't required for staying plugged in. I mean, sure, just watch our shows. That's all I care about. Watch our shows, (laughs) listen to us, talk about them. That's good for me. I, I wish that I could unplug more than I do. Uh, I, I've started to take days where I'm like, I will not go to my office, and then I end up going to my office. I actually told Sean one time, I said, get off Twitter for a couple days. Yeah, I can't do it. Because honestly, like, I, I know that in your head you're like, that's impossible. The world's going to continue to turn, you know what I mean? If you're off Twitter for a couple of days, like, things are going to be fine. Yeah. So uh, George Barfield says, Jimmy Van, side note. Thank you very much for me for introducing me to the arrogant worms. My son and I really enjoy them. What the hell is that? Arrogant worms? The arrogant worms. I don't know. I'm not sure what he's talking about. Let me look. The it's yeah, a musical trio. Oh, is that's it? Trevor Strong's group. Oh, I had no idea. Really, I've... his group is called <laughs> the Arrogant Worms. The Arrogant Worms. Yeah. Really? Who? What's the name of that gentleman? Trevor. Oh, that guy uh, that yeah. sent that George Barfield. George Barfield. So if you have kids, look up uh, Sea Monkeys, a.k.a. Aqua Dragons. Do that. You know what that is, Sean? It's not a wrestling podcast, that's for no. sure. Sea Monkeys are dehydrated shrimp eggs in a packet. You put them in water, and they actually come to life. Little shrimp come to life. And uh, you buy them in a little tank. My daughter freaking loves it. She loves it. Let's talk about It's a wrestling. real thing. We, you know, we still haven't talk, talked about Tessa Blanchard. We're going to talk about Tessa Blanchard. Uh, first, I'm going to get to stupid people. Then we're going to talk about Tessa Blanchard because yeah, okay. I think that's a good way to end the show. 
So uh, let's get to that. I'm going to give you a little uh, stupid people side story here. Oh, that, boy. Yeah, because I just heard this one before we came on the podcast. Did you hear about the wedding in India? I did. Where the groom died and 80 tested positive? Uh, almost 100 now. So the groom, the groom had severe COVID symptoms the day of the wedding. He had a high fever and he had a cough. And the guy still went ahead with the wedding despite the, the symptoms, died of COVID two days later, and upwards of 100 people have tested positive. They're calling it one of the largest, largest super-spreading social gatherings worldwide to date. Unbelievable, man. This is the kind of stuff that's going to just, like, there's going to be pockets of humanity that are just going to die. I mean, and here's the, the thing. The My wife is going to be teaching special education kids in the fall who – are going to have learned behavior that masks are not good and they're going to be trying to take theirs off and all this stuff because they're dumb ass like social media posts that they see and learn behavior from their parents and all this stuff and that that's part of the guidelines here keep on the masks in school like that that's that's part of it you're gonna it's gonna be tough it's oh, gonna, gonna be take really off. tough yeah my I know my kids uh, school they're gonna be installing plexiglass around each desk. They told us. Wow, that's going to be something. Cubicles. And the kids have to, the, yeah. And the kids have to eat their lunch at their desk. They're not going to be doing it in a cafeteria setting. Yeah, I'm okay with so, that. We'll see what happens. Okay, this first one, I got good ones today, Sean. Got good ones. You're going to love the third one, Sean. All right. So uh, this first one was reported by NBC Six South Florida on June 22nd. People are such idiots, Sean. I don't even know how they think this is a good idea. So an employee at a restaurant in Miami, the place is called The Hole in the Wall. The employee quit after after the owner did something to an order of blackened wings. What do you think the owner did? Pissed on him. He said, well, because of the BLM uh, movements, we can't call them blackened wings anymore. So let's call them I Can't Breathe Wings. Can you believe that, man? And I saw a picture of the receipt from an order. And it actually said 10 I can't breathes was the line item on the receipt. 10 I can't breathes. The, the, the guy wanted to be an edgelord so bad he was willing to fuck up his whole life. It doesn't make any sense. And so the owner, uh, the owner has acknowledged that he said it and that he did it. And he took to social media to apologize. He called it a lame attempt at humor. You think? You think? That's How does shitty. this stuff even enter people's minds, man? How does it even enter your mind? That's a good – I just – people, people. Okay, this next one. Oh, Sean. These are so good, Sean. And these are real. Just read them off. This was reported by Vice News on June 19th. A 40-year-old man in India – back to India, Sean. I always tell you, China and India and Florida is where the shit happens. In Florida. (laughs) A 40-year-old man in India is suspected to have died in hospital from COVID-19. What allegedly led to his death, Sean? Oh, God, I don't know. His family unplugged his ventilator so they could use the power outlet to plug in an air conditioner. Oh, no. I I mean, it's hot out right now. It was apparently 40 degrees Celsius, which is hot. That's what is hot. that Fahrenheit? Let me see. I, you have to look it up. It's hot. It's probably, probably in the 90s, I'd imagine. Oh, no, that's 104. Oh, there you uh, go. Okay, sorry, bud. You got to go. Take yeah, you one, gotta watch, take you one gotta for watch the team. The, you got to watch with the lame attempts at humor, Sean. Yeah, I guess so. 
Well, that's what happened. And uh, so Vice News reached out to the police station in the area, and they were told that no formal complaint has been filed yet uh, regarding the incident. Got to be negligent homicide. Unplug the ventilators to plug in an air conditioner. Or manslaughter. I I would say negligent homicide. Unbelievable. This last one, this was reported by Post Media News on June 26th. Get this one, Sean. You're going to like this. This is the return of the SRS file. Oh, boy. And if you're new to this podcast... The SRS file is when Sean likes to talk about genitalia or shit. Yeah, basically. yeah, me. I like yeah, to talk you. about it. You, you do. So a man out of Santa Clara County, California, his name is Eric Estevio. He is suing Twitch for $25 million. I heard about it. Heard yeah. about it. Because well, the man been drumming his dick too much, Jimmy. He claims that he used a fleshlight to masturbate on a daily basis while watching female gamers, and it caused him to injure his penis. He also alleges that he once ejaculated on his computer monitor, which caused a short circuit and resulted in a fire that temporarily caused a blackout in his apartment. So he's suing Twitch basically because he wants to get rid of the content from the attractive female gamers. That's what's happening. Now, the bad news for this gentleman, Sean, well, there's a lot of bad news for this gentleman. Twitch is owned by Amazon. Amazon's calling it frivolous, Sean. Do you think they're going to fight, Sean? I think so. So Buddy's not going to get shit. He's not going to get shit. But uh, that's what happened, man. I'm baffled. I'm baffled. It's the world we're living in. So after this, if you go to the list goes on on FightfulSelect.com, we are going to talk about Impact Wrestling uh, we're going to talk about Matt Riddle. We're going to talk about Peyton Royce. I want to talk more about COVID uh, and the implications on WWE and AEW. So we'll talk about that on the list goes on after this. But let's talk about Tessa well, Blanchard. Well, you, well, you, before you segue, because you're not that good at it, let's get to Super Chats. James Gasman says, what did I say? Florida. I'm so proud. <laughs> Wild Boy says, was WWE ever interested in bringing in Ken Shamrock? I don't think they've had serious talks since he left in '99. I don't. I think highly so. doubt it. I don't think so since then. Uh, I can ask though. I do have a connection to Ken Shamrock, but as far as I know, since '99, there's never been any real talks. I would bet money that the answer is no, because Ken Shamrock is a liability. Like, there's been a couple of fights where he passed out, and people were afraid about a heart attack or something. He's a liability. I don't remember that? Oh yeah, look it up. He had he had a couple of MMA fights where he had trouble. Uh, and they thought that he was having cardiac issues because of whatever he may or may not have been on. Look it up. They were they weren't like UFC. It was like minor league stuff. Look it up. WWE is not going to touch him. My opinion. Zach Schimmel says, "Shout out to everyone who supports Fightful. Thank you for your generous super chat, Zach." He says, "I'm not donating in a long time, but will always support Fightful. I remember being one of the first 50 on Select. I'm happy Fightful has grown to what you are now. Fightful is the best. Thank you guys very much. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that." Uh, it me it means a lot, especially those of you who have been with us since the start. We started this four years ago. It, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. I'm pretty happy where we are right now. Things have been things have gone well. They have. Yes. I'm, I'm already thinking about the thousand sub uh, prize. <laughs> so, well, let's talk about Tessa Blanchard. We got to talk about Tessa. So you, uh, kudos to you because you've broken a lot of stuff about this. Um, everything that's out doesn't surprise me at all. I thought WWE would be the landing spot. If there's one promotion that doesn't care about any potential issues with a talent because they're good, it's WWE. 
look what they did with the Warrior. They used to have Linda McMahon talk to him. You know what I mean? So uh, no surprise at all. What's the latest you've heard? I fully expected her in WWE just based on her reputation. And Tony Khan has been very – you know, the one the one mistake I think Tony Khan's making is he's too public in trying to be politically correct. Yeah. Um, he's way too public with that, and that means that he can't go after somebody like Tessa Blanchard without looking like a hypocrite. And so I, if I was Tony Khan, I'd pull back the reins just a little bit with the, with the public stuff. But uh, I fully expected her in, in, in WWE. It looks like that's where she's headed. What have you heard? I would expect WWE as well. Those that I spoke to in Impact seem to think that AAA would be an option as well. She was stuck in Mexico with her fiancé. But uh, I've been saying on this show for three or four weeks now that I would not expect her at Slammiversary. I, yes, you did, and good for you because you did. And I actually had that on my list. I was going to say Sean said this weeks ago that he didn't think she'd be at Slammiversary. So good for you, bud. Because they were asking her to send in promos, and she was asking for a day fee, from what I understand. Now they cut her, but they cut her four days before her deal was set to be up. Like right. it was such a well, we fired you before you could leave type of thing. There is no non compete tied to that at all. None whatsoever. They can't do that. People keep yep. asking, oh, is, is does that mean that they get 90 days? They can't add contract time in. Now, they right. could have said, hey, Tessa, if you want to accept this payment and not work for 90 days, they could do that. But that ain't happening. That isn't happening. P- people sometimes, they forget the difference between contract expiry mm-hmm. and a release. Uh, and there's a big difference when you're released. That means that you still had time on your contract prior to your release. And so part of your severance essentially is that you get say 90 days, uh, 90 days pay, uh, on a non-compete. I, d- I did an interview with air Paris, AJ styles, tag team partner this week. And it's an awesome interview. It won't drop for a while, but he brought up a good point. They signed their WCW deals a couple months before WCW folded. And he said, we signed three year deals. But they had 90-day outs. And he goes, so we had 90-day contracts. Yes. He's like, that's what we had. He was like, that's what I've always remembered. We had 90-day contracts. That's what they were. They could have gotten out of them at any point that they wanted with 90 days. He's like, we didn't get to sit home like Hogan and Goldberg and a lot of these people did. We did right. for 90 days, but that's it. Uh, right. Tessa was, is, is now completely free to do whatever she wants. If she wants to walk into AEW tonight – NXT tonight, she can do that. There, there How's were, the border out of Mexico, Sean? How is I don't, that? I don't have any clue about that. Because Pentagon got in, right? I don't know what the situation is there. I don't know how how or if or, or whatever. Okay. I don't know how that, that's unfolded. But Tessa has had issues with a lot of people. A lot of people. And WWE passed on her years ago because they felt like she leaked May Young Classic results. After she was told that she was going to lose in the first round. That's the feeling from WWE. There are people in WWE that also believe that she tried to leverage them against Impact a couple years ago. And they there wasn't real interest from what I understand. Tessa has undeniable top level talent. Oh, a superstar. Yep. But WWE is in the midst right now of eliminating problematic wrestlers. To the point to where people thought last week Velveteen Dream was going to get fired. Let me ask you this. When you say problematic wrestlers, do you only mean in terms of potential sexual harassment allegations, things like that? Or is it any kind of problem at all? Not any kind of problem, but many problems. And here's the thing. Velveteen Dream specifically, his problems have extended far beyond 
allegations, as, as we've heard. I mean, I, I posted I, – I got a bunch of shit a couple months ago when the allegations about him emerged, and I was like, well, you know what? I need to do a public records check on him, and I found out that there had been a warrant out for him allegedly bashing in a car window. People were like, why is this only coming to light now? And I'm like, well, because the warrant was never served. I didn't think in January, February, hey, you know what? I need to look up Patrick Clark's name. Yeah. I, I did that in relation to the other allegations. That's how a lot of news emerges. Tessa has had issues with alleged racism, with alleged attitude issues, mm-hmm. a lot of that uh, to the point to where there were a lot of people that I talked to in WOW that were like – or not WOW. Yeah, it was uh, – Wow, that we're not going to come back. They did not want to deal with her. I hope that's changed. And the thing is, I there are some people in Impact where they said, yeah, she was fine around me, not around others. Yeah. It's – you you and hey, you know what? Randy Orton grew up, and he got fine. And yeah. Tess is 24. People grow. Yeah, people she's change. she's a kid, man. Yeah. People change. People grow up. And hopefully that happens with her. But if I were WWE – I would say you need to stop the denying and you need to apologize. You need to apologize and do your best to move on. That way we can move on with you. And maybe one day you can headline a WrestleMania. Now, I don't know if if that feeling is there for her. I don't know if she, she wants to do that. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the reaction that we saw out of her after the allegations were that of, ah, well, I didn't do anything wrong. It's me against the world. Ugh, that ain't it. That ain't it. Not with the universal reaction that we got from that. I'd like to think that Hunter is going to – now, this is all assuming that she signs because she hasn't signed or that it's not public anyway. I'd like to think Hunter's going to have a good chat with her because uh, he seems like the kind of guy where he's going to tackle these issues. Yeah. So I, I'd like to think he's going to talk to her and he's going to tell her that you know she's a small fish in a big pond now. And the sky's the limit for her. Can you imagine the program, Sean? With Tessa Blanchard, Charlotte Flair, Tessa Blanchard, Sasha Banks, Tessa, Tessa Blanchard, Bianca. Bianca would be good. Tessa Blanchard, Oscar, uh, Tessa Blanchard, Becky Lynch when she comes back. Can you imagine if Becky Lynch comes back? Phenomenal programs that they could do with her. And I think her and Charlotte as a team would be fire, those yep. two. As a team, fire. But yeah, I, I don't think they're going to tolerate a lot of shit, especially when you look at the fact that, yeah, Sasha had her issues with the company, but in terms of the locker room, Sa- Sasha's a part of the locker room. Yeah. Charlotte's a part of the locker room. Bailey's a part of the locker room. Becky, they all get along in the locker room. And uh, I can't imagine that's going to be tolerated if, uh, if Tessa's got attitude. But uh, hopefully she recognizes that she's going to have the opportunity of a lifetime here. This is going to be her shot. And like you said, she could main event WrestleMania if she's got her head on straight. Imagine if Ronda came back and then if Ronda Tessa. There's a lot of opportunities here, Sean. Well, guys, there's a lot of opportunities for you to subscribe to Fightful Select. As I mentioned, our subs dip at the beginning of each month, so we're well below 800 now. Help us get back there. We got exclusive news there all the time. I got my NXT AEW review going up tonight. Uh, I've got the Q&A going up tomorrow. You get two episodes of Alex's Sour Graps reviews. You get Steven Jensen with The Weekender. Every Monday, I drop the backstage report. 20, 25 minutes of exclusive news just from Fightful. Uh, it, it's good stuff. We had the uh, update on the Slammiversary main event last night before anybody. We had the memo from WWE's COVID info up. Uh, we've just had a ton of stuff. And by the way, this Friday... 
an interview that I did last October, but lost. It got corrupted. I did like a 40, 45 minute with, uh, interview with Mordecai, Kevin Thorne. There are a ton of Vince McMahon stories in here. Like Vince yelling at him about looking too much like The Undertaker, then yelling at him two weeks later for getting his hair cut so he didn't look like The Undertaker. <laughs> it, is awesome. un, it is unreal. It drops this Friday. A 6,000-word feature with that. We're going to drop individual articles as well. But right after this, go over to FightfulSelect.com for the list goes on. Anakin JMT says, Sean miming pumping is the first gif I'm making. I I don't even remember what that was. <laughs> but good luck to Denise on Quizzlemania. Until next time, guys. We're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.